0: What's going on, everybody? Good to be back here with you. Another episode of Share the Rock. We're, we're, we're back on a consistent basis now, you know, and it, it feels good just to be back uploading episodes. Always good to take our conversations to the microphone and, uh, you know, got my usual co-host with me, Jeremy. Good to see you. Checking in from Copenhagen. but Sam Miller joining us. How's it the, going? Good, good good, good. to have you, my guy. Always. Yeah, good thanks to be, for having me. Of course. Good to be chopping it up. Uh, thank you for joining the show. And uh, looking forward to it. So um, big Knicks fan, just like myself. And I think that's where I want to start today, Sam, is kind of, you know, just discussing what the Knicks have done so far and where you think we're mm-hmm. going. So I'm just going to pose the question to both of you. Uh, do we like the Brunson signing? And, you know, what where do where we think this team is going to be in the next year or two?
1: All right. Well, um, to start, I it's not that I like it or dislike it. Right now I'm kind of in the middle just because, like, we're giving someone a hundred, we're giving someone almost close to a max. And the guy hasn't even been an all star yet. He had one very good run with Luka for part of it. Without him, he did even better. But as I said before, I really wanted the Knicks to try to trade for a DeJounte, uh, DeJounte Murray or like a Malcolm Brogdon. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. I, um, my one
0: counter argument to what you said, Sam, was that I don't really consider it to be a max contract. I think that this is this kind of misconception that Jalen Brunson is being overpaid on some crazy level. It's actually not. If, from terms of all the point guards in the NBA, he's ranked 14th right now in terms of starting salary, and that's about where he should be ranked. So I think it's a mm-hmm. fair contract and, you know, about average value for a starting point guard in the NBA. And I think he brings a lot of consistency, skill, athleticism, and, you know, IQ to the point guard position. And we haven't had that. And Knicks fans know that since mm-hmm. maybe Mark and Mark Jackson was running the show. So <laughs> I think he's going to do a lot of great things. And Jeremy, I know you have stuff to say about Brunson as well, but uh I just think Brunson was a great pickup and I'm excited to see where he takes the team.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, at first, like as we talked about last episode, I didn't think it was a bad idea, but I also just, didn't, it, it's just annoying, you know, seeing, Although I'm not a Knicks fan, it's still sad to see that, like, they can't make the best move possible. But this isn't even a bad move. So I, I'm not going to hate on it too much. I mean, Brunson's a very promising young talent. You know, he, he's a very efficient shooter, 50% overall, 37% from three. And in the playoffs, he averaged 22 points per game with uh, about four assists. And, like, from a starting point guard, only making um, about $25 million a year, I mean, that's honestly not bad at all. As you said, 14th most, I, I would definitely say he's a top 15 point guard in the league at this point, yeah. And he's only going to get better probably. So, you know, solid deal by the Knicks.
1: Honestly, if you don't mind me adding, oh. um,
2: the only
1: thing that I am a little worried about is that they're investing a lot of money and a lot of time into Jalen Brunson. And I feel like that if they focused this much on someone else, like, Maybe like if they wanted to a DeJounte Murray before he got traded or yeah. like a, I don't know, or like even a trade package for Jay Ivey or someone like on draft night, like we have the assets. I'm just kind of confused on why we're not using them to do something more. Yes. Yeah. Sam, yeah like think.
2: you guys definitely could have done better, but I just, you know, it's not the worst thing. Like the Knicks have done. No, no, worse no. Yeah, yeah past, I but... agree.
1: I agree. It's not the worst, but it could have been better.
0: Yeah, Sam, you kind of speak to, uh, you know, Leon Rose not wanting to push the trade chips to the middle of the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's something that the, at the Knicks front office needs to really look at in the next mm-hmm. few years is when are you going to cash in these 11 pick or excuse me, 22 picks in the next seven drafts. So you have to know kind of, okay, you got these assets. You can't have 22 rookies, 22 yeah. young guys on the team. You got to be able to kind of, you know, put, put these pieces together into a bigger star. And I think, uh, one name that stood out to me, you just said that, uh, you know, Jeremy, I said it on the last episode, I'm going to say it, you know, until the seasons I'm saying throughout the season. They should have got Jaden Ivy. That's the guy that yeah. should have got Murray. Fine. I, I would have been fine getting to adding Dejounte Murray when Jalen Brunson backcourt, the guy you need to get here is Jaden Ivy, 19 year old. And guys, I want to emphasize this one last thing about Ivy. The most valuable asset in the NBA is a rookie scale deal with upside. Not it takes a no cap space. Yeah. No cap space. <laughs> And you can grow, you know, you know, grow and and you know uh, allow that guy to become your franchise cornerstone. So that's the guy that should have got their hands on. To me, Um Jane and I was my.
1: Guy. I completely agree. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, except the only thing with why I think personally, I think why the Knicks are hesitant to do more than they would like to is because. Leon Rose is really investing in these young guys, but Thibodeau is not playing these young guys. So it's kind of hard for him to make moves for young players and to draft young players when they're not even going to get the opportunity to play and grow as a player, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jeremy, do you have anything you wanted to add on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I just just have to ask you guys how you feel about the recent report that you guys are actually going to get – Probably dock with a second round pick since you tampered to get Brunson now. It's a,
0: it's a great point, Jeremy. Great point. And um, you know, I, I have my own <laughs> opinion. It's typical Knicks
2: fashion. I mean, yeah. it's there's always <laughs> like, something wrong that's gonna happen.
1: Dude, we were tampering to get Brunson. Like it'd be different yeah. if we were tampering to get like a KD or Donovan Mitchell, but we're already getting penalized for someone who isn't even an all-star yet.
2: Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's, it's just typical next. It's yeah. just
1: at this point, it's just, I don't understand what they see that we don't. But, I mean, I feel like it's not just fans. It's, they're, they're overthinking everything. That's what I think is happening. Just everyone is just overthinking way too much. They should just go best player, best fit, best upside.
0: You know? the question the question I have about the tampering situation is how is this situation and in this incident any different than any other one we've seen in the NBA I mean does the NBA are they so naive they really don't think that players sign contracts or talk to teams a second before 6 p.m on June 30th or whatever I mean that's just naive to me I mean I, what I mean Rick and it doesn't help the fact that Rick Brunson's an assistant coach now as well so that you got I mean, that yeah. factor of that play. was
2: part of the tampering
0: You know what this feels like to me? This feels like classic media Knicks propaganda. That's what this feels like to me. It Um, feels like a
2: shot at the Knicks. uh,
0: A little bit, a little bit. Um, Honestly,
1: honestly, I think that taking a second round pick from the Knicks as a Knicks fan, I think it's something that they need to do. I think that if they get, you know, kicked, listen, if they get kicked in a little, you know, the Knicks know like, hey, they tampered, they're going to get a pick taken away. Maybe it'll make them realize, hey, Let's go for something more without, t- you know, like they're, in my opinion, what they're doing, the league is doing about a possible taking a second round pick away from the tampering of Jalen Brunson. Like, we could be doing way more with that, you know? Like, getting that second pick away honestly should spark some sort of anger or something within the organization to make them do more than just you know, Hey, we're recruiting Bronson, like whatever, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's kind of hard to explain, but I, know exactly. I feel like hopefully it will do a little something for the organization to be like, Oh, like we need to do something about this.
0: Sam, I think uh, what you're talking about, um, you make a good point about, you know, kind of the punishment aspect and, you know, pushing them to act a certain way. And yeah, I think this perfectly segues into kind of what I wanted to talk about you know, next here, you know, kind of with the picks discussion, and that's the Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert trade, obviously. You know, oh, boy. Going from yep. Knicks to Jazz a little bit. And you know, I was kind of looking for a way to get, you know, it's kind of hard to – not really related. But, there you go. <laughs> but, 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 you, but you talk about draft picks, and, you know, the Utah Jazz uh, gave up a – or excuse me, the Minnesota Timberwolves gave, gave up a King's ransom, uh, I would say. I would make the argument uh, for Rudy Gobert. And, you know, we, I might be wrong in a year or two, after I see how Cat and Gobert fed in the court – but I'm telling both of you right now. Initial, my initial reaction was that the Jazz fleeced the Timberwolves. No
2: highway robbery. I thought this trade was honestly. So. There,
0: yeah, there- I mean, I, I
2: honestly, I completely agree with you, Lucas. I mean, I don't, I really don't understand what happened when I saw this. Like, they just kept adding on more and more stuff that was going on. I mean, they traded what? Like, what was it Jared Vanderbilt, um, Malik Beasley? Uh, their first-round pick, the seven-footer Walker Kessler, looks like he has some potential. He does another guy, and then and then four first-round picks. You said four, I three mean,
0: unprotected, one swap.
2: I mean, that's a lot for someone like Rudy Gobert. I mean, he's an all-star, but like he has no offensive game whatsoever. And even 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 his new teammate Anthony Edwards has said in the past that he's not afraid of scoring someone like him. He I said mean, Porzingis was harder to score on.
1: But that's the thing. He said that he was harder to score on him, but he didn't score. You know, he was like, I don't get why people are afraid of him, but for some reason they can't get the ball in the net with Rudy. That's why, honestly, I think it could work because Rudy on that team does not need to do offense. If he solely played defense, was a rim protector, that'll allow Cat to get more time um, shooting. He'll play power forward. He'll have a mismatch almost every time, Cat. So, honestly, it could work. Hey, Sam
0: you know what? Just because I think the trade was one-sided doesn't mean I think Rudy won't fit in Minnesota. I actually do happen yeah. to agree from a basketball standpoint. And, you know, I think Kendrick Perkins made this point on uh get up. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it was like last week. Cat can focus on what he wants. He needs to do offensively much more now. He doesn't have mm-hmm. to try to be the player. He's not, you know, the past few years, I feel like he was miscast a little bit as a paint force. He's really yeah. not a paint force. He's a, he's he's a mid range guy. He's a three point guy. He puts the ball on the floor. He wants to distribute mm-hmm. a little bit. He's not a back to the basket guy, like, you know, like a, you know, like a Shaq or whoever you want to point to. He's a guy who Jokic. wants to be more versatile with your Jokic, right. More versatile. So maybe Rudy unlocks his full game. We'll see. And I'm excited to see what happens because Cat's the most disrespected superstar in the nba i've always said that yeah
2: yeah i i I guess the reason i just don't love the trade is mainly the reason that if if you're going to go all in for someone and you got you got a really young talented roster i feel like you got to go for someone more like i don't know maybe who's actually going to allow you to win a championship because i don't see how this timberwolves roster is going to make that much of a leap since they just got rid of their entire bench i
1: mean i completely agree
2: I honestly can't name a single player on the bench right now. And another thing I was talking to Lucas before about this trade was uh team chemistry. Is, it's, it's a thing. You, you got four great players on this uh, starting lineup, but I, I don't understand how like, this is just going to mesh together. Like, you know, it takes time. Like this isn't a video game. Like people don't realize, like you can't just pick and choose people and put them together. Like it's, it's not going to work that easily. And the West is absolutely stacked and who knows what i mean like i'm sure they're going to make the playoffs I, I i'd be i'd be shocked if they didn't but it's i do not see a championship coming to this team anywhere soon and they gave away their entire bench and their entire future so i don't know it just seems kind of confusing yeah. to me
1: yeah no i i completely agree with that it's just the other thing is that the west is so good and it's not even fully built yet they're already talking about KD Kyrie to maybe the west and stuff like that like I honestly, as a fan of the sport, I find it it's just sad at this point that teams are giving up their entire future just to even compete with teams that you already know are probably going to make it to the finals. Like the Timberwolves are doing all of this to probably get bound second round.
2: You know, exactly.
0: Exactly. Bear, Sam, uh, one interesting thing that, uh, that you pointed to was the kind of uh, conference gap uh, in mm-hmm. terms of talent. And you guys might shake your heads or have a reaction, but honestly, I think the Eastern conference currently is better than the West. I actually think that. And I've said that since, since the bubble, I've thought that hasn't been, it hasn't been recently. It hasn't been like that, but the past year or two, Objectively speaking, and from the advanced metric standpoint, the East actually is deeper if you look at it. And, and by the way, a bunch of teams that were kind of, you know, man, mediocre in the East, they're going to be contenders next year. Talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. They were the ninth seed last year. They're going to be a top five seed, in my opinion, after Darius Garland's new contract. Atlanta just picked up DeJounte Murray. They were an eight seed last year you know, and you you always got, I mean, obviously I don't expect the Knicks to do much, but they added Jalen Brunson. Charlotte's only going to get better. We'll see what happens with Miles Burgess, obviously. But I'm just saying from a depth perspective, the Eastern Conference, it's deeper. I think it's deeper.
1: Without injuries though, because right. You have to get into, you have to take in the fact that first off, Kawhi hasn't played all year. He's in the West. Then you take out AD who is out almost all year. Then you take out, First of well, Westbrook had one really bad year, but he usually has a comeback year. And I think that if he's on a new team, which could happen, he might have a really good bounce back year. And with trades and depth and injuries, you just don't know, like, who is better at this point. But I do agree, and I do like what you said about the meh, like the average teams in the East. I actually did look last year, and the average team in the East – would be a playoff team in the west exactly record wise record wise
2: yeah yeah but like what you guys don't understand is that's because the east teams play each other more i mean just like listening to this I, i don't know it's kind of confusing to me because the west is definitely way better i mean you could just you could just go right here right here we got warriors we got the nuggets we got the lakers we got the clippers we got the grizzlies we got the Suns. i mean Take the Lakers the out of that conversation right now. No, I mean, no, stop. You can't Lucas, take them out, dude. dude you can't you take them LeBron? out. Of the Anthony Davis played 40 games. LeBron barely played 60. We all know they're going to be as back. As long as Russell Westbrook's on that team, take
0: them out of the conversation. But we
2: all, we all know they're going to get Kyrie. I mean, it's just going to happen. It's what LeBron wants, and they're going to be back. Kawhi will be back. However, what I will say, though, is I still think that the Bucs are the best team in the league, and I definitely think they would have had a great shot of becoming back-to-back champs if Middleton would have played so I understand what you're saying about that, and the Celtics are very good too. But the West is definitely have the, the West definitely has more talent. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to compete in the West at this. Even point. Even thinking mean, East
1: versus West All-Star games, the West team is always significantly better than the East.
2: I mean, we're gonna we're literally gonna have teams like the Blazers who are pretty solid, and you know they're they're probably not gonna make the playoffs because it's just gonna be too difficult. I mean, even the Pelicans, like we have such great teams in the West that won't even go to the playoffs because they're just in the West. Okay.
0: Let me,
1: let
2: me,
0: let me me ask you too if you don't mind, let me ask you to, you know, I think one of my favorite storylines every year is seeing the bounce back squads. And um, I'm about to make a statement to you too, that or especially Sam, actually, that's going to, really really be painful okay like all right like, I, don't, I don't I don't like I don't want to say this but but I, I have to say it because it's just okay. objective. it's objectively true my bounce back team it's the Atlanta Hawks okay and for the east and I, I have to go with them I mean look look you look up and down the roster you got a superstar in Trey Young and DeJounte Murray joins him. that in was the a back really good court. trade People don't realize the Hawks are, are finals contenders right now, or Eastern Conference finals, at least contenders that Trey Young yeah. doesn't have to, you know, yeah. defensively, you can hide Trey. Now you got DeJounte it, to take on the big. So I so, I Yeah. I no, mean, no, no. Episode, I, I
2: was talking about how much I wanted DeJounte Murray on the nuggets. And I think the Hawks really got to steal with them. I mean, three first round picks. I know that seems like a lot, but I think DeJounte Murray is a much better player than Rudy Gobert. And he's, he's, also young. he's definitely, he's also young and he fits really well on the Hawks. As you said, He's horrible at defense. Well, guess they, what? Now you got you got a really good defender and DeJounte Murray, who also passes, who also scores. He literally does everything. And yeah. they got they were able to cheap, they were able to keep John Collins. They exactly. got rid of, of John Murray, who actually wasn't that good of a player. And I mean their roster is pretty stacked at this point. It's unbelievable. And they got, as we talked about, AJ Griffin from the draft. I mean, I love the Hawks roster. I was so mad when they got AJ yes. Griffin.
1: As a Knicks fan, I was so mad when they got him because i respect him i think he's a great player i wanted him he's on from I hope. yeah he's from westchester i hope that he has a great career in the nba but of course goes to atlanta and straight away i don't like it you know i don't like it because i'm a knicks fan but there were also rumors that i would also like to add there were also rumors about a john collins not being able to return to the Hawks because they're trying to move him. What do you think about that?
0: Uh, well, to be honest with you, I think Collins needs a new home. Uh, I don't think he really fits with Capella in that front court. I think Collins yeah. would be better off as a five in today's NBA as opposed to kind of being forced into that four position. But you, I mean, you just look on paper at this team. Let's say injuries aren't a factor. They didn't give up one major rotation player for Devontae Murray. I, I okay. I understand the picks thing. So the trade was kind of even. San Antonio got picks. They're rebuilding. Fine. But you add they're, Tam- they're tanking.
2: They're tanking for uh, Victor. So yeah, who by
0: the it. way will be an All Star in his rookie season. I'm calling it right now.
2: <laughs> we <laughs> will talk about that soon.
0: Uh, Victor Wimboyana. I'm not going to get into a whole thing about him right now. I think he's the we're best. we're going to talk about him. Next he's week a top five prospect yeah. of all time, in my opinion.
2: All yeah, the it's it's going to be unbe- it's going to be unbelievable. No, you, Sam, but if you haven't we- seen
0: this guy. We'll know. talk about
2: it another time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the Haw- I mean the Hawks roster, like honestly yeah. training in Garnari only helped them because I really don't think he's that good of a player. He's not a team player. You got to you got to keep uh the Bogdanovich guy. You got to keep Collins, Capella, AJ they Giv- got like rid of They did. literally literally didn't literally didn't give rid of a single good player on that team. I mean, it's it's gonna be incredible to see what they could do with that kind of backcourt. I'm really excited to watch yeah, the here. Yeah, no,
1: I just they're so similar to the Celtics, in my opinion, because the Celtics also gave zero rotational players for Malcolm Brogdon. They kept another another they big kept trade, yeah. Jason Tatum. They kept Jalen Brown and they kept Marcus Smart. Those were their three main pieces. Obviously Robert Williams, but I'm talking about guards. Guards. Those are their three like main scoring options. And they weren't
0: giving them up for Brogdon though.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, they, they still finesse I mean, and got Brogdon Brogdon. without giving yeah. them. And Brogdon is a great point guard when healthy. When healthy, dude, in the 2021-2022 season, he averaged 19.5 rebounds and almost six assists. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a very no. Good he's team. a
2: he's a very good player, and underrated yeah, defender is, by the way. Very
1: underrated, underrated too. And compared to Brogdon. I even Brogdon, think he's in
2: a better. I think he's in a better role on the Celtics too. Well,
1: he could be a sixth man for them.
2: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't think, I don't think he should be starting because you look at this Celtics team, they made it to the finals and they were clearly just missing one or two pieces to get by the Warriors. And now you're bringing our veteran presence like Brogdon to come off the bench. I mean, yeah. I would be very scared of the Celtics.
1: No, I would. I dude, I completely agree, which sucks because I'm a Knicks fan. Don't like the Celtics. Don't like the Hawks. But to be fair, I mean, when you do look at Brunson last year, healthy playing, he only averaged 16 points. Three rebounds, almost four rebounds, and almost five assists. Okay. And we gave that guy a lot of money, putting our faith into him. Okay. Sam,
0: I don't like the, okay. Just real one more thing about Brunson. I don't I think the again, the argument that he's been, you know, overrated or he's this and that. Did you did you I'm not saying you specifically, did people watch him without Luka in the playoffs? Forty one yeah, and thirty one? I mean, he was he's the reason
1: I'm telling you, I'm telling both of you
0: right now. He is the reason that they went to the Western Conference Finals. Without him, Bo, Bo, what I makes completely agree. You
1: think what makes you think that he'll consistently do that?
0: Well, he averaged 22 a game without Luca, and he averaged more. 22 and
2: seven, got, 22 and seven for guys. the
0: season without, not just the playoffs for the season without.
2: Luka. Yeah, and that was like 25 so. games, which is not a, it's not super small of a sample. And we're talking about Brogdon. Like I know you, Sam, you told me that you wanted to trade for Brogdon instead. However, mm-hmm. Brogdon is way older. He is nowhere near as efficient from the field. And that's why I love Brunson because a guard shooting 50% from the field is something that you can only imagine having. I mean, that's so important. And I really see a poor shooting, a poor shooting player. If you're just shooting bricks up there, I really see that as a turnover and a waste of possession. So I hate players like that. Yeah. And that's why I really, I would really like, I really like the Brunson move and set up Brogdon. Like I know you're upset because the Celtics got Brunson for literally nothing or Brogdon for literally nothing, but that's, it's you can't really look at it like that, you know what I mean? It's, it's just kind no, of different. yeah, I like, get that it is what I, it I is.
1: completely. No, I, I get that. It's just what aggravates me is that the Knicks don't try to get players when they have assets to, like, at least just try, yeah. you know. Well,
0: the one thing I will say about it is, uh, un- undoubtedly, Brogdon is a better defender than Brunson. I will say that. Uh, yeah, because just just because of his wit, his you know his height, he's his bigger. length, he's his wingspan. Yeah. yeah, he's just a bigger, more physical guy. Brunson's six one, kind of small. Other than that, though, advanced metrics and naked eye, naked eye test, Brunson outplayed Brogdon in every facet of the game. Last Brunson's year. definitely just... a better
2: player. Yeah.
0: Um, I want to pivot though real quick because uh, we were talking about free agency a little bit. And I want to get back to that. Um, let me let me go for about a minute on this, and I'm gonna, then I'll give you to the floor about my most underrated. And I'm, I want to get you, two, you, your guys' opinion on this, the most underrated low key steal of the summer, and like you know, moves that aren't getting enough attention. I'll give mine. You already know where I'm going on this, Jeremy. It's Dante yeah, sure. DiVincenzo to the Golden State Warriors. Okay,
2: <laughs> he is the
0: he is the most obvious bounce back candidate in the NBA, in my opinion. He was injured a lot of last year. This guy coming out of Villanova, did anybody watch him? I mean, he only got nine million dollars. Are you kidding me? Great yeah. defender, great. He's going to play great in the Warrior system. He's going to fill that role that Gary Payton yeah. left, as well as. He, he's the the ideal Warriors pickup and I think honestly mm-hmm. marginal moves like this for a contender is exactly what keeps the dynasty going so I can't say say enough yeah. about this the league should be scared of that move believe it or not <laughs> uh, but, honestly
2: I I really couldn't agree more Lucas I mean Dante DiVincenzo I, I think people quickly forget how good of a player he was on the Bucks because you know they sent him off to Sacramento and people go there to just disappear but Now he's joining the reigning champions in the Golden State Warriors, and he's going to fit perfectly on that team. I mean, he's an amazing defender. He's a great shooter. He's just someone who could really do a little bit of everything. And I know they lost Gary Payton. I know they lost uh, Otto Porter. But Donny DiVincenzo is honestly better than both of them. And it's it's really scary to think that the Warriors got him for so cheap. And it kind of just like flew under the rug because people forgot about him. But, I mean, the Warriors are going to be back, and it sucks. But this this move is is a big move.
1: I it is. Yes, I think Dante DiVincenzo fits perfectly with the Warriors. But in the future, teams are thinking like, hey, Curry's getting older, Clee's getting older, Draymond's getting older. But if you look at their future, dude, they have Dante DiVincenzo now. They have Jonathan Kuminga. They have Moses Moody, they have James Wiseman. They have all these great young pieces that are being Yeah, Wiseman didn't by even play in All stars. This year, which is yeah, crazy. exactly. By all stars and superstars. You put in a top 3 pick that has been out all year. You have a top 3 pick who has been resting, who has been training, who has been getting better every single day. You have that on top of all those mentors and great coaches like Steve Kerr and all of them. Like you're putting a dominant 7 7-foot seven center with a team that just won without a center pretty much you know they had looney who played awesome don't get me wrong but without a true center like that's scary to think about
0: yeah and you could just you know you could just visualize in your mind how good dante jiffen was going to play in that system
2: yeah he's gonna fit perfectly i have one
0: one other move that i really want to highlight here you ready for this Mm-hmm. Bruce bound to the Denver nuggets. Okay. That, that move, I thought by who's the G I'm sorry, I always forget their general manager's name, but that m- move by the nugget general manager genius. Okay. Bruce Brown, Brooklyn Nets last, last few years came off the G league squad. Great defender, great hustler plays well in transition knows a Good, good locker room guy. He's going to fill Will Barton's role. I mean, what? He's going to fill Will Barton's role better than Will Barton filled it. Okay. So Bruce Brown to the Nuggets, I thought, is another marginal move that makes a already borderline contending team that much closer. So They also got
2: KCP. Yeah. yeah, Jeremy, you want to talk about that? You guys guys just got to let me talk about this because everyone knows I'm a Nuggets fan, and I couldn't be more excited about what happened. I mean, we traded Monte Morris and Will Barton for KCP and Ishmael. At first glance, I was like, what the hell are we doing? Monte Morris is a great scorer. Will Barnes is an ant player, but I was like, Ish Smith sucks. But then I really thought about it, and this is an incredible move because I hated Will Barton. I mean, he was such a hero ball player. Was not focused on the team at all. Didn't care about any ball movement. He would just chug up threes and miss them all the time. So I'm so happy he's finally gone. It sucks to see Monte Morris go, but it really allows Bones Highland to flourish into that six man. Um, of the year candidate award. You know, he's, he's only going to get better, has a higher upside than Montez. He Moore. is a secret stud, Bones. Yes. I mean, he's really, really good, and he was just a rookie last year. And then we get in return KCP, who's a veteran player, was on a championship team two years ago with the Lakers. He averaged 13 points per game, and he's almost a 40% three-point shooter and a great defender. So he's definitely going to be greater the two next to Murray. And then we also get, as you said, Bruce Brown of free agency, and I love Bruce Brown. He averaged 14 points per game in the playoffs, shooting 43 percent from three-point and 57 percent of the field. I love good shooters. Good I defender. Mean, this yeah. and a great defender too. And he's coming off the bench for us. I mean, I love this Nuggets roster. I can't talk about it enough. I know we didn't get Dejounte Murray, but I am very happy with what our lineup is going to be. And I'm so excited to see what we have. You in totally,
1: you totally should be excited, especially now that you. Ad- a little more three-point shooting, you added more defense. Like Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray are coming back. Michael Porter Jr., I mean, hey, he's not the best defender, but he makes up for it with great offense when he's healthy. And if you have those great offensive pieces with defense coming off the bench as just additions that don't even need a score and just purely play defense, you guys are going to be very, very successful.
0: It's Sam, I totally oh. agree with those points. I think that if Jamal Murray comes back to be, you know, who we know him to be, I mean, I, I think uh, okay, Jeremy, I think you would probably agree with this. I think the bubble was a little bit of an outlier. He's not going to play like a historically great score. Oh every yeah, time, he's not, he's
2: not going to be but, Michael Jordan by any means, but he's definitely going to be a twenty-point per game all-star. Yeah, hopefully.
0: borderline all-star player. Jokic MVP candidate can't again. I don't think he's going to win. Just, a just got
2: the most money in NBA history, which I'm very happy for my boy, Oakage. he much well deserves it.
0: Right. So I think, you know, between the Nuggets and the Clippers, the two teams that were kind of counted out, those two teams could be at the top of the West. I mean, Kawhi 100% PG. because we yeah.
2: didn't even talk so, about yet that John Wall is now a Clipper.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, my Clip, Clippers are my Western Conference bounce back team. Because I think with John Wall, 100%
2: I why mean, I coming Kawhi back, Is a top five player in the league. And yeah, John Wall on the Rockets
1: when he played, average 20 points a game. If you take that he's a if star. you take that and put that on the clippers, he's already a pretty athletic guy. Okay. And if he, he has can score 20 points a game while dishing some to Paul George and Kawhi. It's gonna help them so much offensively push the four and it's gonna help them defensively.
0: I'm not gonna lie to both of you I do not get this John wall hype at all I don't think I don't make really? any, I, I don't make anything of this this guy hasn't played like starter level you know you know serviceable point guard minutes in five years.
1: Dude, he played on the Rockets almost an entire season. Come on, and then he
0: sat out the season. Come on, no, John. John, listen, I need to see something from John Wall before I'm like, yo, this was a steal. Like, I think Divincenzo, I make Divincenzo higher. Oh no, one hundred
2: percent. I just, I just think it's, I think it's a great fit because they definitely needed a better playmaker, point guard, and John Wall with his veteran presence. You know, sat out the season, so he's going to be fresh. I, I'm really excited to watch the Clippers play. I mean, Kawhi Leonard's a top five player in the league, so it's going to be awesome to watch. At him back the and price, forth.
0: I agree with Kawhi being top five. By the way, at the price, it's it's fine. I just want to actually see him perform before I yeah,
2: one hundred percent.
0: So, yeah, agreed. So, Sam, you got any uh, you got any closing remarks here before we uh, start heading to the home stretch?
1: Here? I mean, honestly, we've talked about a lot of really good points with various teams and various free agents and. I mean, I'm excited for this league. like this. This is the first year in a while where I could say I really don't know who is going to make it where, who's going to be in the playoffs or what. Like, I would say the East and the West are pretty deep, like nine or 10 teams, solid teams.
2: Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And I uh, mean, yeah, this was a crazy uh, free agency so far, crazy off season. And it's honestly great to see the NBA back again, man. I mean, I'm really excited to see what it has in store for us.
0: Yeah. And you know, I I know we'll all, all I'll be watching so the summer league and you know, as NBA diehards like ourselves just to see which guys might want to stick around next year. And uh that's that that's coming up this week. So uh I can't wait for summer league. It was one of my favorite times of the summer when the actual season mm-hmm. is not going on. So um Excited to see who gets the money, who sticks around, and storylines for next year. So for Sam Miller, Jeremy Stolzenberg, and myself, Lucas Traffett, I just want to thank you all again for listening in, and uh, we're going to get back to our consistent upload schedule, and uh, we're going to keep bringing you those takes, keep bringing them new guests. Uh, Jeremy, looking forward to talking to you soon, and uh, Sam, thank, thank you for
2: having, you. having me.
0: Thank you. Yeah, thanks th- for having me. Yeah, thank you, Sam, and um, looking forward to catching up with you all uh, off air soon, and. Um, Thank you for listening. So this has been Share the Rock on July 5th,
2: 2022. See you next time.